Welcome to Life After Abuse with Laura. This is episode four already. We're going to talk about some red flags today. I'm going to give you 15 um, basic common red flags. Not all of them mean that somebody's going to abuse you, um, but they are pretty common in abusive relationships. And I can give you some examples back to some of my exes and help you understand what I'm really talking about. So, for one, love bombing. For everyone that does not know what love bombing is, it's something that happens at the beginning of pretty much any relationship on some level, but when you're with somebody that is going to be abusive, it's over the top. They are kissing your ass. They were saying, you know, all the right things. And you might feel like you finally met your soulmate. They, you know, they might like all the things you like. They might just seem interested in everything you have to say. They're just, you know, telling you all the things that you've always wanted somebody to hear. You know, if you had low self-esteem, they're going to sit there and say, well, you know, you're beautiful, you're wonderful, and you're great. They're going to just, you know, lift you up and make you feel like, oh my God, this is it. I found my person. But love bombing doesn't last. It's just literally to catch you. It's like, you know, going fishing. You, you know, you freaking hook that fish and then it only happens when they have to pull it out their ass again. So it's just pretend, it's just fake, but it's over the top. You know, it's, it definitely makes you feel good in the moment. But be careful when somebody is saying all the right things, you know, and just seems perfect because they might not be. It might be an act. Um, number two, they want all your time. And this could come off, again, looking loving. They're like, I can't wait to see you again. When can I see you again? And they just want to be with you every minute. And like at the beginning of the relationship, you kind of do want to be together all the time. So it's a blurred line, but they, you know, they can interfere with your friendships. And that's when it starts to become a problem. They want more of your time than everybody else. So if you have plans, they might just, you know, oh man, I really wanted to see you today. I'm, you know, I'm going to miss you. And they just want to take up all your time so you don't have, you know, maybe you like your free time. Maybe you had stuff with your kids. They just want all of it. Um, Number three, they don't respect boundaries. And boundaries are so important to have in a healthy relationship. So if you have something, you know, like for me, this is like hot. And one day, my ex broke so many of my boundaries. And it was a big red flag, but I justified it. I'll tell you exactly how. So when we started dating, I said, you know, you're not going to meet my kids for a while. You know, I'm not going to put them through that unless I know it's, you know, a relationship worth, you know, introducing my kids for. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And about a month, and you know, a little bit over a month into it, Um, he showed up at my house unannounced. So first, that was the first boundary he broke. I don't like anyone showing up at my house unannounced. I won't answer the door now. But then it was like, oh, you know, he showed up. Isn't that nice? You know, well, he calls me from outside his house, outside my house saying, hey, come outside, bring the kids. You know, I brought my dog over. This right here is three broken boundaries. For one, showing up unannounced. And for two, I didn't, you know, say he could meet my kids. 
and he just showed up anyways. And what are you going to say when they're here already? And then three, he brought a dog over. I'm not allowed to have dogs on the property. So he knew that and he didn't care. He did all three of these knowing those were boundaries that I established and he knew about. And, you know, it, it irritated me. I was pissed. But looking out, you know, from my point of view at the time, I was like, Oh, he's making an effort. He wants to see my kids. Oh, that's nice. You know, he brought his dog. That's, you know, he's just trying to, you know, be a nice guy and all that stuff. So I justified it. And, you know, then, it, but it always bothered me. It still is one of like, I mean, he, he continued to break many, many boundaries, you know, as like every boundary really. But like at that point in time, you know, he would do it in a way that if I was telling this story to somebody, be like, he'd be like, oh, that's nice. He wants to meet your kids. But I'm like, really, it wasn't. It was fucked up. He, you know, he put himself into my life when I didn't give him permission. He broke the boundaries. And, like, that was his way of having control. Because he knew until he met my kids and he was in, you know, I could discard him at any time. And that is his biggest fear, is being discarded. So he needed to make sure he locked me in. And once he meets the kids, you know, to him, that was a way of locking me in. And then he, like, used a dog, you know. So it was manipulation in so many ways, broken boundaries, you know, like I said, looking back, I should have ran. That was, you know, there was red flags even before that, but that was just like, it was really, really dumb for me to just, you know, I should have just, you know, said, nope, not coming out, you know, leave. And you know what? I might not have gotten the situation I got into, but now we know, we learn boundary breakers. It's never okay. If you have boundaries for a reason, protect yourself. If somebody breaks your boundaries, they don't deserve to be in your life. Boundaries are necessary for a healthy relationship. And in a healthy relationship, your partner will respect your boundaries. And if they don't, that is not a healthy relationship. So, number four, they're jealous of friends and family. And again, this could come off at the beginning where, you know, they'll just be like, oh man, I can't believe, you know, you're hanging out with your friend again today. I was hoping I'd get to see you. So it's not necessarily coming off just, you know, acting jealous, but... You know, they kind of almost guilt you into, like, feeling bad, you know, that you're hanging out with your friends. And they might even incorporate themselves, like, into your, like, you know, hey, can I come over and hang out too? It's like, you know, that's your friend time. You didn't invite him, but he might invite himself, you know. And so, and then it can, you know, start them isolate you because you know it's going to irritate him if you spend time with people. So down the lines, you know, you do get to isolate yourself because you don't want the conflict. So it all starts with jealousy. So all of a sudden you have no friends because, you know, you don't want to deal with his bullshit. So in number five, maybe testy with strangers. This is, again, was one that I realized really early on. And, and people get testy with strangers too. So like, it's again, not everybody that gets testy with, you know, the waiter or, you know, people, you know, driving, like his big thing was driving. He was a terrible driver whenever it came to like, you know, anyone that slightly, you know, did not drive the way he thinks they should. He was just pissed. It was like zero to 60. 
and again, a lot of people do that, people, you know, get irritated, but, like, he would sit there and get mad, and, like, you know, if the food was taking too long, when we're at restaurants, or if the waiter talked too much, or if they didn't talk enough, you know, like, everything would just irritate him with everybody outside, I remember sitting at the crosswalk, waiting for a pedestrian, and, like, it was a little old guy, and he was taking too long to cross the road, and, and you know, in his eyes, and so he's just sitting there going, and, like, to this little old guy trying to cross the street at a crosswalk, and, like, I was just mortified, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you, like, you know, this is, like, some old guy trying to cross the street, just chill, like, there was nothing, you know, no big emergency, but he was just, like, you know, trying to, like, rush this guy across the street, like, it just, you know, and those kinds of things, really, you know, big red flags, I remember, too, like, and this will go back to the, um, another one later on, whenever, Um, he would just sit there, he'd have a pleasant smile on his face, but I could look down and his, like, fist would be balled up. But he wasn't, like, you know, this is way back before I knew he had, like, you know, anger problems and stuff like that. Like, you know, but he'd just be sitting there with a smile on his face and pretending like, you know, he was happy, but I could tell in his body language that he was pissed off. I mean, his fists were clenched and it bothered me. Like, and I remember thinking back, like, this isn't right, this isn't right. But I just, you know, I'm like, well, he's being nice, he's not being, you know, and you just it, But, you know, when you get out of it, you can look back and you see all these things. But in that moment, my gut said, this isn't right. And I didn't listen to my gut. So you should always listen to your gut. So number six is critical of strangers and other people. And that is one thing. He was always very critical and judging of everybody. Like, but not for himself. He was perfect. But everybody else, like, and he didn't have kids. But he would judge my parenting. And, you know, he, and it's like, you don't even have kids. If you don't have kids, you don't get to judge other people, ugh, other people's parenting. You just don't. And, like, he would judge everybody for, like, you know, anything that they did. It was never up to his standards. And it was really frustrating, you know. But if you said anything critical about him, you know, he would get pissed off. Um, so, number seven, moves fast in a relationship. Like, they're often really fast to sit there and, you know tell you they love you and maybe want to move in together or you know like they might just be pushing any kind of stuff in a relationship to move faster than you're comfortable with so like the the I love you might come really quick and for somebody that wants to hear that wants to feel loved you might welcome it and that's you know where things get blurry but you know you gotta watch out you gotta make sure you're on the same page and it's all going you know you know a comfortable pace for you um number eight they make you feel guilty for everything every fucking thing i remember like making breakfast wrong how do you make breakfast for somebody wrong but believe me i made breakfast wrong to him all the time like if i didn't call him down like the one time and, you know, the kids started eating and I was going to take his breakfast upstairs and he got pissed off because I didn't, you know, and then I felt bad. I'm like, oh, I fucked up, you know, like everything. It's from the smallest things, you know, they would make you feel bad about and it doesn't matter if you did anything wrong or not, you would feel guilty because they were upset and you don't want them upset. So they'd use that against you. Number nine, gentle and high. This was always really upsetting for me because he to the outside world would be so much fun so nice so happy so go lucky playing with the kids you know always you know very friendly and smile great big smile you know 
and helped me out. So in the outside world, and then as soon, I mean as fucking soon as people left, the door would shut, he's instantly back to his asshole self. Like, it was unbelievable how quickly he shut that off. And, like, he's able to sit there and fool all these people. He would just be exactly what people wanted to see. But then the door shut, and he was just right back to who he really was, the real him. So, that kind of goes into number 10, mood swings. You don't know what's going to piss them off. It could be, like I said, making breakfast pissed him off more than anything sometimes. You know, just not doing it right. Or just, you know, bugging him, like, because I'm bringing food. Like, ugh, it was so ridiculous. You know, so, like, anything can just piss them off. And you never knew when it's coming. Sometimes you know it's coming, but, you know, it just, they could get pissed off or, or anything. You could just sit there and be joking around. And they take your joke the wrong way. Oh, God. You know, now you're in trouble. So, number 11, lacks empathy. They don't care about you. They don't care about your day. They only care about themselves. Like, I know whenever I would sit there and talk about my day, you could just tell that, you know, he was just waiting for me to shut up so he could tell me about his day. He hardly ever asked about my day and what was going on. And if I ever complained about things or said, you know, life sucks or I'm having a bad day, because, you know, at this point, I had no self-esteem. I was miserable, unhappy. He'd get pissed off you know, that I was complaining or anything like that, but then as soon as he would have a bad day, be complaining or anything like that, if I didn't show him lots of sympathy for it, he'd get pissed off, so they lack the empathy, they don't understand how to have the emotions and the feelings to feel bad if you are suffering, it's all about them all the time, it's never about you, they don't have empathy, they're not human beings, they are just this fucked up person And that's all that they are. They're not capable of love. They're not capable of empathy. Number 12, they make you dependent on them sometimes. I know this was a big one for me too because I don't, you know, I don't have much money. I didn't drive. So he would always offer to do all these great things. And it's like, oh, this is exciting. You know, I'd be excited to finally do these things. And sometimes we did do them. Sometimes they were fun. But a lot of times it was just a manipulation. Like he would sit there and hover these like fun things in front of me and then take them away from me you know so like he would sit there and be like we can go do this next Friday and then you know next Friday would come oh you know and he would never do them or he would do them he's a way to make me be like well I need him to do this so I'll put up with this because without him you know I can't do a b and c and so they make you depend on it happens slowly and so like that's where I'm at now I ain't depending on anybody for anything anymore so Number 13 is the gaslighting. They will do things or say things because they know they're going to get a reaction out of you that they can, that, you know, so they can sit there and they say things that are just going to piss you off. But then they'll be like, you know, why are you acting like this then? And like, you know, they just pick at things and pick at things and pick at things until you have, you know, an explosion and then they can get their, get pissed off that you reacted that way and you're behaving this way, even though it's them that you know, started this whole thing, and it's just, it was always so frustrating, because you had to sit there and close yourself off, and never react, because they're just constantly waiting for a reason for you to be in trouble, sorry my cat's using the litter box for anyone that hears that background noise, 
Uh, number 14, it's never their fault. And that's the same with the gaslighting. So they would do something, and even if, like I said, they would make you have this big reaction, but it was not their fault. They didn't do anything. You did it. Everything is always our fault, not theirs. They're perfect. They're perfect. You know, if, if they got in trouble at work today, it was your fault. You know, we were up late talking. Or, you know, if they slept in. It was our fault, you know, because we didn't wake them up, even though we tried five million times. Like, everything is not their fault. It's somebody else's fault. You know, it's never their fault. And number 15, lying. That's all they do. They are a lie. They are not even who they pretend to be. They are just lying every day, all day long. Everything that comes out of their mouth, you have to take everything with a grain of salt because all they know how to do is lie because they don't know who they are they're just trying to figure it out so they're just trying on different masks whatever works in the moment they need to love bomb you if they need to gaslight you whatever they need to do they will do to manipulate you and abuse you and tear you down so and, and they will never take you know any responsibility for it all so those are the 15 big red flags that I personally can relate to there's like I said lots more and all those don't mean like you know that somebody is going to abuse you. Everybody has some of these tendencies and they'll do it sometimes. So it's not a guarantee. But if you have a lot of these, you know, or if you really have this gut feeling, listen to it because this is not normal behavior. And especially with boundaries, put your boundaries up. And as soon as somebody breaks them, done. Because if they break their boundaries once, they know they can get away with it and they will only keep doing it. So put your boundaries up and stay safe, everybody. See ya.